and welcome to Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Gabe, Tanner, and Ben. We are fresh off of week one of the NFL. It is currently 11.30 p.m. We're not getting any sleep tonight, but that's okay. Monday Night Football we thought was going to be a just disaster once Aaron Rodgers went down. We'll get into that in a second, but turns out it was pretty exciting. Uh, we got a lot of other, th- other stuff to talk, to talk to you about as well. Um, uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, I want to hear, Tanner, what was your first thoughts when uh, Aaron Rodgers went down? Uh, at first, I honestly just thought he may have just rolled his ankle or something. Like, Because I, I saw him stand up, and then I saw him sit back down. And I, I was not expecting it to be... Well, they're saying that it's something Achilles right now, so I was yeah. not expecting that. And if it's an Achilles injury, dude, like that's... Yeah. Now, I, they keep... The, the, the phrase Achilles injury was mentioned multiple times. Mm-hmm. What I, I don't, what kind of Achilles injury is there other than an Achilles tear? I, like, I, I don't like I when I was in middle school, I pulled my Achilles tendon, but the way he was moving around was more than just a pulled tendon. Say, so, well, you could strain it, I guess. Well, which that's I, the which, same as a pull. I, I was about to ask yeah. what the difference was. But. I didn't think, I didn't think it was serious because they, they, they helped him off the field and they took him in the tent. Then they brought the cart out, put him on the cart, carted him to basically where the where the teams go in and out. And then I didn't think it was serious until I saw him in the boot. Then I was like, okay, they literally put him in a boot, man. This must be yeah, this must be that's, something. That's not a good sign at all. So this must be something. So I mean, I just honestly like I know. I mean, pretty much like everybody you all know, everybody that has listened to this podcast knows how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, but. I don't. I don't want to see anybody go down like that, especially in the beginning. Like I, so yeah. Well, you know, be- my heart goes out for him. Seriously, I hope he can make a speedy recovery because I want him to get the number one seed. You yeah. know, that so way you I'm could right. Be right. Yeah, and then losing the divisional. So I, I can't. So the, the the sad thing is, is if this is a season-ending injury, we didn't even get to see what the potential mm-hmm. of Aaron Rodgers on the Jets looked like. We didn't even. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. We well. Don't, one he played three right. plays. Two of those, he was running for his life yes. outside the pocket. Yeah. So <laughs> it, uh, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a great couple plays for sure. But mm-hmm. anyway, when Zach Wilson came in, it looked like a disaster. They were playing terrible. Uh, Bills probably should have easily handled this game, but Josh Allen did not play good at all. He had four terrible. turnovers, right? Four. <laughs> three interceptions and a fumble lost. I yeah. mean... He I, technically he, he, he lost the ball twice on that one play. <laughs> it's true, yeah. He he lost this game. He yeah. lost the game by himself. I mean, there was a couple of huge plays made by Jets players, but they shouldn't have even had those opportunities. Yep. Um, speaking of huge plays by Jets players, Ben, walk us through the play, the Garrett Wilson play. What what happened? I don't even know what to say about that. That was against Tredavious White also, one of the best corners in the NFL. Just Zach Wilson throwing a fade ball like, hey, let's see what he can do. Definitely P.I. also. It was 100% pass interference. (laughs) And then he just jumps up, one hand bats the ball in the air, stays concentrated, bats it around like three more times as he's getting tackled, and then catches the ball on the ground. It... It, it, it made all insane. of us. It made all of us jump up off the couch. That's yeah. for sure. Holy cow, that was insane, dude! Oh my gosh, I love Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's a beast. Oh. Fantastic man. Imagine that back shoulder fade with Aaron Rodgers. He wouldn't have even had to make that play. It would have just been a back shoulder fade. Also, uh, we're we're not going to talk too much 
over the course of the NFL season about our personal fantasy football teams, but this particular situation, I want Gabe, I want you to walk us through the the scenario that was going for your fantasy game this week and near in the in near the past, the last couple minutes of the game. So, what was the situation? The so Daniel Jones, I thought was about to screw me over. Okay, we didn't need to trash Daniel Jones. I, but I'm just saying it's it's very important that okay. I, I I shouldn't have been in this situation, but I was because True. of the rain and because of Daniel Jones. Okay, and. I was relying on either James Cook or the Jets' defense to to come up and put up some solid numbers, but it came down to the Jets' defense. Um, I was down by, I believe, two points in overtime, and I was ahead before the the Bills kicked that field goal. To, to send it to overtime. To, yeah, yeah, to send it overtime. And then I went down two points. Point and two, wasn't it? No, it was two points. It was, it was like seventy-five point something to seventy-seven oh, okay. point something. Yeah, and uh, I thought my only hope was going to be for James Cook to score a touchdown in overtime for me to win. And I remember looking at the score, and I had one percent chance to win for the Bills punted the ball to the Jets, and the Jets came up and returned the punt. He almost went down at the two. Which you would have lost, the and game. I I would have lost the game. Yeah, but he returned it all the way, and your boy wins eighty eight point nine six to seventy seven point two. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I do want to make it clear, so everybody knows listening to the podcast that we don't give that many points for a special teams touchdown. He had eighty one point something to seven. It wasn't eighty eight point something. So <laughs> we don't give double points for the it, touchdown. It, my, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I said eighty. I, I literally don't. I literally looked at it and said it, it's yeah eighty eighty one point nine six, which yeah. it isn't a great score. It's yeah, it's, but, but hey, Daniel but, Jones hey, did nothing. It's yeah. a win. Your quarterback scored four. Let's go. And also, uh, just across the league in general, low fantasy scores everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't have a Dolphins player, you didn't score high. Or if you didn't have the Cowboys defense, you didn't score high. We'll or, get, or Brandon Ayuk. We'll get into that. Anyway, anything? Anybody got anything else to say about this game? We covered Josh Allen being terrible. We covered Zach Wilson not looking great. We covered the Garrett Wilson catch. We covered. The punt return touchdown. Is there anything else? I, I feel like that pretty much covers um, it. The only two other things that I would say is the concerns about the Jets' offensive line coming into the game definitely showed its head for sure. I mean, probably yeah. the reason Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And then uh, Brees Hall looks good. Oh, gosh, dude. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I See, this is what I expect from Brees Hall. But I did not expect this week one. I did not think he was ready for this yet. And hey, can I, so not to interrupt you, but apparently, just breaking news: Robert Sala said it's not good. They fear Aaron Rodgers has torn his Achilles, and we'll get MRI on Tuesday. So uh-huh. he just said that in his press conference. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted yeah, to that. Say that seems like it's a pretty much done deal, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, sucks for the Packers. You know, it does suck for the Packers, but in a way, not really because. In a way, they got a they got a first round pick this past year and a second round pick next year for a guy that's not even playing anymore. So like, yeah, I mean, we'll take it. It could have been better. We could have got it for another first rounder, but I'll take the second rounder. I mean, point. it's just sad for NFL fans, yeah. Rodgers fans, 
Packers fans, Jets fans. It's just, it's a no one wants to see that. And hey. the Jets finally had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and then <laughs> no, they did. That stinks, man. <laughs> no, they didn't. Here's the thing, though. To here, who, listen Stop, to man. this. No, like, didn't. Stop. Zach Zach Wilson has an insane opportunity right now mm-hmm. for yep. absolute redemption. Like he he has the biggest chance in the world in front of him to completely redeem himself from all the haters and all the people that have been making fun of him for the past two years. He has a chance to do like just prove everybody wrong and laugh in their faces. The chances of him doing that are not great, I'll admit, but I'm rooting for it hard. I am rooting for Zach Wilson. I want him to succeed. I want him like he just beat the Bills. Now the Dolphins, as long as two is healthy healthy, the Dolphins are gonna be a problem. So He's even if he doesn't, but if he doesn't beat the let's say the Dolphins win the division, if he even if he can just make a wild card, if if the, if if Zach Wilson can make a wild card game, I think that is enough to redeem himself. I, I as long as he can make the playoffs, so I'm rooting for him. I want it to happen. Go go Zach Wilson, please. Do yeah. just and you you don't have to be great. You just have to be competent with this team. That's all you need to do. And. And the one thing that I'll throw in there is even though he didn't look great this game, it seemed like the team kind of had his back. Now, really, they didn't have you don't have an option at that point, right. but they did rally around him. I saw several times Randall Cobb was talking to him on the sideline. Alan Lazard was talking to him. They yeah. were all hyped up whenever Garrett Wilson made that catch. Like, right. So the team rallied around him. Now he's just got to do his part. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's it. it and I, I tell you what, it's 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 fun that we have a podcast already started because the content is is going to skyrocket now. Like it's so it, the content is going to be great anyway because it's Aaron Rodgers. But now it's it's I feel like it's going to be even better anyway because people are going to be focused on Zach Wilson nonstop, good or bad. If he does bad, people are just going to keep making fun of him. If he does good, people are going to go crazy. Bad. I got that dude on my dynasty team, so we'll see. We'll see. Hey, you know who else is probably rallied around Zach Wilson? I, I, I'm I'm sure a lot of people get, catch your drift. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Just say it. Let's, let's move. On. Let's move on. We're going to talk about Sunday night football. He's going to be celebrating that win tonight. He, I'm just saying. He did play. By the way, Zach Wilson did play for the BYU Cougars. All right. I'm just pointing that out. I'm just pointing that out for everybody. We all know why he went there. Yes. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about Sunday night football. Does anybody have anything that they uh, they want to, to say about this game? The Cowboys are still bad. The Giants are just worse. That's it. Okay. You can't say the Cowboys are bad after that game, no, bro. No, bro. I'm even more, like, legit, right. though. It was so lopsided. First drive of the game, the Giants absolutely dominated that defense. And then they... I'm pretty sure they got a penalty that backed them up in the yeah. goal line. They had they had really good momentum, and then the penalty yeah. just ruined the drive. And then they had a field goal to go up three, and that got blocked for a return touchdown. And then after that, obviously the game was uh, just bad. Can you say you dominated any aspect of a game when you got your ass... <laughs> when you got, you got right your now? butt handed to you forty to nothing, like let's be realistic. Here, I think Miles. you were gonna say something else there. Like okay, <laughs> can, like 
Can we? Did you dominate any aspect of the game when you got your butt handed to you forty to nothing at home? Like, can can they we? They dominated that first drive. Okay, fantastic. Did they get any points out of it? No, they got no. shut out at home. Like, no, they did not dominate anything. Okay, like the Cowboys. Look, I. Yes, do I think that weather played a factor in that game? Of course, we're not about to bring up that discussion, but. The Cowboys, I I don't really take a lot, like y'all, you already know what my prediction is with the Cowboys, but I don't think personally that you can really take a lot into this game either way because of how the weather looks. Like, I, I feel like this game, you don't look past, but I don't feel like you can really take or have a massive opinion about this game because of how big the weather played a role in. Yeah, my my exact word before, before you, I'm glad you said that because my exact words. I would. This is literally the only thing I was going to say about this game. My exact words were going to be, "I have nothing to say about this game, and I didn't learn anything from this game at all." To be that's, because that's there's nothing I learned from it. You just you can't. Yeah. And to say I don't I don't know to say they to say the Giants dominated any aspect of this game is laughable, bro. They <laughs> lost forty to nothing. Like. I love you, though. Did you watch the first drive? Do what? Did you see any part of the first drive? No. That's what I was saying. I'm not saying they they, they got their butt kicked the rest of the game. That was just a pathetic excuse of even trying. They didn't even try after that. But they did good. I did did watch the first drive, and I also saw the final score at the end of the game. Yep. It was bad. Anyway, let's... We spent way too much time on the velocity of the game already, so let's move on. All right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go all the way back to Thursday night football now. Sorry. All right, Chiefs Lions. The Lions pulled out the one point victory. Uh, wait, where's okay? There we go. The final score was Lions twenty one, Chiefs twenty. Uh this game went pretty much exactly how we all said it was gonna go, right? I said the Lions were winning. Like we all said that Travis Kelsey being out meant that we thought the Lions may have a slight edge, and like they. Made a couple of big plays that I mean, and, and, and Kadarius Tony handed them some big plays. To be fair, and Travis Kelsey wasn't ruled out until Thursday, so at that time we didn't know. We didn't know, but we out. we were assuming we he thought, wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah, we assumed that. So I mean, I I don't know. Like me personally, it's it's. Yes, did I think the Lions were going to win? Yes, but at the same time, it's kind of another one of those games that I'm kind of on the same page a little bit like I am the Cowboys and Giants game because there's there's a lot... Me and you are on the same wavelength right now, bro. There's a lot that you have to take into account, man, because one, Travis Kelsey wasn't playing, and two, I'm not putting all the fault... I don't know. I'm not putting all the fault on Kadarius Toney, even though he probably should. But if he just catches even one or two of those passes, we could be having a completely different conversation right now. Pat Mahomes played really good. Like, he, I mean, he made some phenomenal plays in that game. Yes, the Lions looked really, really good. They they looked absolutely fantastic. But there were a lot of, there were a lot of aspects on the Chiefs' side that I don't want to say it was a fluke, but, I mean... Literally week two, Kadarius Tony is not dropping three wide open passes. It's just not happening. I sure hope not. And well, <laughs> and, and you have to take like he he 
he missed pretty much all of camp because of an injury. So they rushed him back for week one. So, of course, you're going to be rusty. You shouldn't be dropping three wide-open passes. But, like I said, it's just another game. It's just another game that I feel like I really... I'm glad the Lions won. I predicted the Lions to win. But on the flip side of that, I, I just I can't take a lot into it because I feel like there isn't a lot you can take out of this week one. Ben, you look like you vehemently disagree. I 100% disagree with that. So of, of this, I think I'm the highest on the Lions. But the Lions did not deserve to win that game. They they went for it on the fourth down from their own side of the field and got it, which is congratulations to the coach. I mean, he he does that a lot. Good job, Dan Campbell. He's that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, which gave them seven. Then they got another seven from a pick six that hit Kadoni, Kadarius Tony straight in the hands. Literally could not have been placed any better. And it ended up being a pick six. And then on the game-winning drive for the Chiefs, Kadarius Toney has a pass that puts them in field goal range. No one's even around them, and dude just dropped the ball. And that that was the game-winning drive. They were down one at that point still, which they ended up losing by one. So, but so you're you're confusing me because I, I don't that because you were saying a lot of the same things Tanner was saying. So I'm <laughs> saying that like the reason I think that you can take something away from that is the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. They are an amazing team. Their defense is legit. Yeah. The, um, like, I think you're still saying what Tanner was saying. How? Because, because He's saying Tanner you can't saying, take anything away from that They're, game, they're yeah. an amazing team. They look really good, but they still lost. They, they lost, Which, but he's saying that he still thinks the Chiefs are probably a better team, especially with Travis Kelsey. But, so some so weird things happen in that game. That's why you kind of just – Take it back, and you're like you're not you don't really you didn't, you didn't really learn anything. But I want to make sure I clarify something really really quick. The Lions looked good in that game. Like I, I they look, I thought they looked really good, especially their defense. Their, their defense, defense is, looked really is good. improved. And Jamar, um, Jameer, Jameer, not Jamar, Jameer. Jameer Gibbs. He's explosive, dude. Yes, holy cow! He, I was so impressed by what yeah. I saw. Their but, rookies, their the Lions rookies did look good. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson looked Sorry. amazing. Yeah, oh. that right tackle for the Chiefs. What are you doing all game, bro? It ended up costing you on the final drive, but he literally did it all game. Like, by the okay, so explain explain that to everybody real quick. I guess I I, I want to hear this so from point of view. The right tackle, technically, as long as his helmet is breaking the center's waistline, I found this out because of the the um, announcers were talking about it. Um, but the actual rule is as long as his helmet is breaking the center's waistline, it is legal for him to be all the way back there. Okay. So I want, I want you, I wanted you to say that because I wanted, because that's what most of America heard the commentator say. Yeah. It's actually the rule is a little bit different than that. The rule, they say the helmet because typically the, for offensive lineman, the furthest thing forward is typically your helmet. But for him, the furthest thing forward was actually his left foot. His foot. The left foot is what matters. It's, so his left foot it's was clearly perfect. was clearly on the line of scrimmage. So he's fine. I actually did see something else about that, and the um someone thought that the reason the Lions weren't complaining about that the entire game 
was because it was tipping off yeah. bad whether they were passing or running. 100%. So yeah. that's why the Lions weren't complaining about it. And that might be why Aiden Hutchinson just destroyed him every play because he's like, hey, we're passing. You can pin your ears back if yeah. you want. So. I didn't catch it, but, like, dude, he made it a completely like – he was pivoting his foot back, yeah, right, yeah. whenever they were passing was- and whenever – they and were whenever running, running, he, just, he, he was even like, he was dude, even bouncing his right foot too. It was, yeah. it's like, it what was, are you doing? And my my thing wasn't even like, yeah, there were a few times that like he lined up and it was like, dude, there's no way that's legal. My thing was him jumping early. He jumped early every single yeah. snap. Too. Yeah, so. he he was borderline pretty much every snap. Yeah, yeah, and 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 when as. What officials do whenever somebody's borderline that like multiple times in a row? Typically, when if if they do it two or three plays in a row, usually they do it once. The officials just gonna let it go. Yeah. But if you do it two or three plays in a row, then the officials gonna say something to the coaches on the sideline, and then if it doesn't get fixed after that, then the penalty comes out. So the fact that it, the penalty didn't come out until late in the fourth quarter is pretty wild because yeah. I it probably should have came out way earlier than that. And just to clarify to everybody listening, Brandon is an official. He does officiate games as well. Yes. So. I, I don't do NFL yeah. games. I do He high doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. I, I do high school football games. I, but I was going to ask, well, I guess Gerald's opinions too. I I was listening to another podcast and the which uh I think it's important to say it was a Broncos podcast cuz I'm a Broncos fan and this specific guy was saying cuz it also it's the Chiefs. Yeah. And usually Broncos podcasts are going to be biased against the Chiefs. Um, but he was saying that because they didn't call it until in the fourth quarter, right? And it right. was happening all game. And this guy who was a former player for the Broncos said, if you're not going to call it all game, then you shouldn't just wait till the fourth quarter to call it. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. That, it, that, that call should have not been – it should have been made no later than the second quarter. It like if the first quarter was going on, it's like ah, dude, and it, they should have said something to them in between the first and second quarter, and the penalty should have came out on the first play of the second quarter. But at the same time, like, and I, I one hundred percent agree with what you're saying. I do. You need to call it all game. You can't just you can't just call it in the fourth. Yeah. But if you go back and watch, it was so blatant. Like I'm talking half a second to a second before the snap. That you one. have to call it. Yeah. That like, one was you, the one. I, now, it was that blatant and that obvious. So whenever I went, I didn't get to watch this game live because I was calling a ball game myself. So, but I had to come back and watch it. Uh, I had it recorded, but I I zipped through things very quickly. So when it comes to those like pre snap stuff that you all are noticing right, right there, I actually didn't see that stuff. Yeah. So where there were a couple times that it he's, was like super obvious, he's looking. So that was the only time it was really that was pretty much. Worst. Yeah, pretty much all game, at least to what I was seeing, which I'm not going to lie, I was focusing on other things. But most of the time that I was looking, he was, I mean, to the millisecond on that snap count, bro. Every single time the ball, like, he was on The perfect timing thing I'm fine with. But if he's going early. It didn't look like he was going early at all. The main thing that a lot of people were talking about was one his positioning pretty much looking like he just had he was playing slot receiver the entire from time. my from from my understanding of the rules his positioning was fine it's illegal what he was mm-hmm. doing um it may have just been how wide his base was yeah it, it like, looks weird yeah it, it definitely looked it weird. looked like he was playing slot receiver all yeah it really it's, did. it's one, one because he's so big bro and so mm-hmm. wide like his stance, like that, can stretch, you know, five feet, yeah. you know, like yeah. if not further. Yeah. So it looks very strange, anyway. But 
we need to move on to other games. Anything else anybody got from from this game? Nope. There's a reason Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the entire league, though. I mean, even with a loss, though, like he still played great. He still like, he, he, honestly, man, he still played great. Yeah, like, he put he really them did. in a position to win. Yep. He did. He 100%. made plays for them. He threw guys open. They just didn't yeah. catch it. Yep. 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 None of those drop passes, unless I'm forgetting one. None of those drop that pick six that could not have been placed in a better spot. Yeah, it was that just went straight through his hands. Perfect. So none of those drops were on Pat. Maybe one. I'm pretty sure one may have been thrown behind Kadarius Tony, but it was still catchable. Also, if you can try to trade for Travis Kelsey right now, go do it because that dude is going to just absolutely light it up <laughs> again this year. So. I don't. I don't know if anybody's dumb enough to trade him, Ben. To be honest, that's probably true. <laughs> but maybe someone's like, oh, dude, he's hurt already. He hasn't missed a snap because of injury in this amount of games. This is finally the season he's fallen off. No. If he's on the field, that dude is getting 30 targets a game because <laughs> no one else can catch the ball on that team. I agree. All right. Next. All right, moving on to the Sunday slate of games. I'm going to start off with the, Pan- the Panthers at Falcons. The Falcons win 24-10. to 10. Um. Two different rookies that we should have some thoughts on in this game. One side of the ball, you got Bryce Young. Other side of the ball, you got Bijan Robinson. Uh, what are what are your thoughts, Ben, on those two guys? Um, I definitely thought Bryce Young made some plays that uh you wouldn't typically expect from a rookie. Um, as far as good, like he made some really good plays that you're like, okay, that that makes sense why he went number one. He also threw. The interception that was like, oh yeah, that was a rookie mistake for sure. It was just, it was not a good read, not a great throw, and uh, uh, he threw two actually, and it was the same mistake twice, which you don't like to see. But it yeah. was Jesse Bates, like on, the same play. Yeah, it was like the exact same play. Which it was Jesse Bates on the receiving end of both of those. Jesse Bates was a free agent signing for the um, Falcons this season, and that dude is good. Yeah. He is very good. Yeah, so he's solid. Um, but as far as Bijan goes, he had a good amount of opportunities. Um, that screen pass that he scored a touchdown on, that, that juke, that juke move, nasty. that was absolutely filthy. Yeah. And that's just not something you see from a rookie running back all the time. And that, that was an and awesome play. I, I want to piggyback a little bit off of what you said a second ago. He got... He got a good amount of opportunities, but not as many as he deserves. Yeah. He, he deserves more, but the way Arthur Smith calls games and, like, uses multiple running backs, he's probably not going to get as many as he deserves all year. Well, that was another thing was Cordero wasn't even active for this game. Yeah. I don't I don't even know if he was hurt. He might have just been, like, coach's Maybe. decision not to play. Maybe. But Tyler Algier, I don't want to take any credit away from that dude either. That dude looked awesome yeah, as well. He played so. well. Yep. Not as good as Bichon, because, yeah. I mean, that's a tough thing to live up to, but right. he played great, so. Anything else anybody else wants to add? That's pretty much that's pretty much all I had on thoughts of it, too. Shout out to Hayden Hurst for, th- for tossing Bryce Young's first <laughs> NFL <laughs> touchdown in the stands. Gosh, that's unfortunate, that. bro. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing Bryce Young looked like he didn't care about yeah. it. Yeah. Bryce Young would be the, cap- the type of guy that wouldn't care, for sure. Yeah. All Hopefully right. they'll get that ball back. Though. Oh, I'm sure they will. Hopefully yeah. they'll, get they'll give that fan like season tickets or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, Texans at Ravens. Uh, Ravens 25, Texans 9. This game was boring. It was uh, not interesting at all. Um, 
I tell you what, Zay Flowers looked amazing. I, I love that dude. He is going. He is the real deal. I, I still. It's so unfortunate that he's on the Ravens. It's just a terrible pairing for him. Um, but he is so good, dude. Hey, who did you tell people to start in fantasy week I, one? I, I told everybody to start Lamar Jackson. How did that go? It went awfully. Now I'm not using this as an excuse. I will say when I said that I didn't know Mark Andrews was going to miss the game. Now with that being said. Even with Mark Andrews missing the game, I still thought Lamar Jackson was going to have a great game. <laughs> and he didn't like he like he didn't really it wasn't even that he really had a bad game. He just really didn't do anything. I it was he had a pretty bad game. He, I mean, yeah, he I mean, tried to give the game away. Yeah, he tried. He was but just the playing the Texans. The Texans are just so bad it didn't matter. But yeah, uh CJ Shroud didn't look great either. No. Uh although these stats look Dude. Oh, they, they! I can't. Okay, I'm surprised they threw the ball 44 times with him because he has. That's going to be a common thing. 42 yards. The right, the Ravens defense is good though. Yeah, they're solid. And and the, the Texans throwing the ball that much, that's going to be a common theme this year. They're that's going, a problem, dude. They have Damian Pierce. Like, yeah. give that dude touches. They're they're going to eleven look, carries, thirty eight yards, bro. The fact that he has 242 yards and only put only put up nine points is insane to me. Yeah, it's wild. How? It's because they just were throwing all game. But, yeah, Texans look terrible. The Ravens don't look great. Um, but that entire division didn't look great. So, anyway, speaking of that division, Bengals at Browns. Browns 24, Bengals 3. This was another one of those nasty weather games that I didn't really learn anything from. So, if you all have anything you want to say about it, go ahead. I, I, I don't really have anything to say. I can't Joe watch this game. Joe Burrow does not have another game where he throws under 100 yards all season. No, no, like that that's no. just that that was a fluke. That was weather. I just that was his offensive line not doing jack crap. Yeah, okay. Really quick though. And Miles Garrett being he's a pissed big, off. With how much money and everything that Cincinnati has put in their offensive line, I swear Joe Burrow, you talk about Tua not making it very long. Joe Burrow is not going to make it past thirty if they don't protect that guy. Like I, he, he, he is getting destroyed. Yeah, like they have got to address that man. And the weird thing is, is the past two seasons they apparently have. No, where? But they're like, but they're not improving. I, I don't. I don't know. It's weird, man. Again, it's just kind of one of those things. Either the offensive line gels or they don't. That's so true. you can bring the best guy in, but if he's not fitting with the rest of the guys that you have, then it's just not going to work. So they, your offensive line has to be on the same page, and for whatever reason, the Bengals' offensive line can't get it figured out. So. I, I will say that I thought Deshaun Watson looked like trash in this game, but I'm not going to. Tra- I'm not trashing Joe Burrow because I'm blaming the weather, so I can't really trash Deshaun Watson either. So I'm not going to. Um, but anyway, all right, everybody done with that game? Yeah. All right, moving on. Jaguars at Colts. Jaguars 31, Colts 21. Uh, this game was, I found very interesting because the Jaguars struggled. And the Colts looked like garbage. The Colts were very bad, and the Jaguars still didn't win easily. Now, with that being said, there was a touchdown that the Colts caught. That was maybe the most bizarre touchdown that anybody's ever seen. Do you all, you, anybody yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're talking about where the lineman picked it up. Okay, so yep. Trevor Lawrence is in the pocket, gets hit as he throws. The 
we'll get to another game in a second. That's similar play. Gets hit as he throws. Ball comes loose. The referees don't blow their whistle. They let the play play out. Tank Bigsby picks up the ball. So running back for the Jaguars, he's the one that picks up the ball. He stands there and is just standing there nonchalantly because he thinks the ball is incomplete and he thinks the play is over. Next thing you know, like a safety or somebody from the Colts comes and mauls him from behind and just attacks him and just knocks the ball out. And next thing you know, Colts are picking up the ball and they're scoring a touchdown. And everybody's standing around like, what the heck just happened? And they went and reviewed it. And I guess that like I kind of thought that they may rule Tank Bigsby like as like a player giving himself up or something, but they didn't. They just let the they said it was a whole live play and that so unfortunately Tank Bigsby got a lost fumble on his stat sheet on his first ever game in the most unfortunate way possible. Anyway, with all that being said, so the Colts got that touchdown. Jaguars still end up winning by ten, so maybe they didn't struggle that much. Second half they kind of they did a lot better, but your Gabe's Trevor Lawrence MVP pick doesn't look crazy at all because Trevor Lawrence looked amazing, dude. He looked really, really good. He was dotting, putting the ball right where it needs to be. Yes, Calvin Ridley had a big game. Calvin Ridley looked amazing. Calvin Ridley helped him a lot. Holy cow. We get it. Trevor Lawrence has long hair. He looks really good. All right. Now we can talk about the football game. up, dude. (laughs) For some reason, this guy is out to get me and doesn't want to give me any credit whatsoever <laughs> that i was actually supporting your uh trevor lawrence nvp talk i was like you know what the more we talk about it the more i can see it and he did he he played very well uh that was just a shot at brandon all right so, so okay go ahead shout out to travis at the end giving maximum effort oh yeah on this specific play where Calvin really scored. He was probably, what, 10 or 15 yards behind him mm-hmm. just was sprinting ahead and made a uh, great block yeah great block yeah fantastic I'm going to pivot from giving Gabe some props to giving Ben some props. We got the Buccaneers at the Vikings. Buccaneers 20, Vikings 17. Ben called this game. The rest of us were making fun of him. And I don't know if making fun of him is the right word, but we disagreed with him. uh, Because I don't think any of us were crazy high on the Vikings other than Tanner. But we were all crazy low on the Buccaneers. So, Ben, walk us through it. What did you see in this game? Um... Honestly, other than the Vikings being terrible, yeah, I mean, I wasn't high on the Vikings' defense, which is why I picked the Buccaneers to win. I thought the Buccaneers' defense could play well enough, and then Baker Mayfield could play well enough with the weapons to beat the Vikings, just because I don't think the Vikings are very good. But honestly, the Vikings' offense just turned the ball over too much. Like, it was the Vikings' turnovers, and... Yeah, the Vikings were trying to lose that game the entire game, and the Buccaneers still barely won. So, it 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 was just two really bad football teams. Yeah, playing. that was rough. It was not great at all. Anything else to add to this game, guys? I don't really have anything else to add to I mean, it. Justin Jefferson was still great. Yeah, um, and Jordan it. Addison looked good too. I mean, to say like, I don't, I don't know, man. I yeah, I just, I still like. You can still be bullish on the Vikings. I, I am. Like yeah. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I, I am because Kirk Cousins still threw for over 350 yards. Justin Jefferson still went three. Eight. Still went for 150. It's at, like, I, I get it. They lost. And like, they but I get it. They lost. But at the same time, if you clean up those turnovers, 
Right. They win that game. Like the Bucks still they literally how many turnovers did they have in that game? Three or four? And they still three. just lost by a field goal. Mm-hmm. So if you clean up those turnovers, man, like I'm I'm not down on the Vikings. Like it, if it, you know what I, 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 I can't like you can't be. Yes, like I I respect it, uh, because I'm uh, of all of us here, I'm the biggest component of week one can just be fluky stuff sometimes and you can recover. So Yes. I, I I respect you staying bullish on the Vikings. I'm I'm still not high on the Vikings, but I I respect you sticking with your opinion on that. I, you may be right. Uh, anything else to add to that, anybody? You got more to say, Ben? Okay. Honestly, I would just I would love to defend my pick and be like I called the Buccaneers winning, but at the game didn't go how I thought it was going to. It was just a really bad football game. So yeah. it was. Speaking of bad football games, um, <laughs> this game. I, I'm just gonna give the score, and then I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Tanner take it from there. All right, so we got the Titans at the Saints. Titans 15, Saints 16. Tanner, the floor is yours. I'm gonna use the bathroom because it'll probably take him a minute. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't even know where to start, bro. Um, I'll try like I'll try my best. I'll try my best to be quick, but like no, speak your mind, bro. Yeah, thank you. They just gave me a beer. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The gallon was really good. Hey, Mamal, this is this stuff. (laughs) Mamal, this is the only one I've had today. I promise. Um. Anyway, like I, I'm just, I'm just. All right, like, yeah, I gave, you, I gave the all, floor okay. to you, but you're going to have to speak. You all know, out. like, I, I don't know where to start. You all know how I feel. You all realize I've picked the Titans to win the AFC Championship, okay? I've picked Jeffrey Simmons to win, to have the most sacks in the NFL. But on the flip side of that, if we're going to get piss-poor quarterback play, all season, like we've literally had in big moments with Ryan Tannehill since he's been the quarterback with the Titans, we're not even going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry, this game falls on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. It is not on anybody else. The defense played spectacular. We had five sacks. If you watched that game, we controlled that offensive line all game long. Like, our defense looked fantastic. The problem is when you have piss poor quarterback play and your offense, it's not even the offense. Derek, thank you, Ben. Derek Henry looked good. The fact that, God, the fact that Derek Henry, okay, had only 15 rushes in a game that stayed one possession. That is absolutely ridiculous. Ouch. That I'm sorry. Tajay Spears looked fantastic. Ryan Tannehill misses him on a wide open real wheel route. That my God, Tajay Spears would still be freaking running if Ryan Tannehill can just hit a wide open receiver. We saw that multiple times. Okay. And for all of these, for all of these people that it was one game, bro. It was one game. Stop being so dramatic. They're going to be fine. Let me show you all what our freaking schedule is. Okay. Really quick. I'm going to take you all through this. Okay. And for those people that say this wasn't a big game, it was only week one. Calm down. Let me read you this 
really freaking quick, okay? So we started out with the Saints. Next week, we go to the Chargers. The week after that, we go to the Browns. The week after that, we go to the Bengals. The week after that, we face the Colts. Oh, we may win one. The week after that, we go to London to face the Ravens. With that bullshit that we saw on Sunday, bro, we could easily be 1-5. and five. Easily be one in five. And it's it starts at the hands of Ryan Tannehill. He is the reason that we lost that game. And as a Titans fan, I am so sick and tired at the end of games having to literally watch the team that controls my emotions on Sunday and saying that Ryan Tannehill is the reason that we lose big games. I am so sick and tired of it. I literally felt like I was watching the AFC Championship game that I was forced to sit through when our defense set a playoff record for sacks. We played phenomenal. Derrick Henry came back in his first Freaking game back from injury looked fantastic. Who blows that game for us? Ryan Tannehill with three interceptions. Who blew that game for us on Sunday? Ryan Tannehill with three interceptions. I'm so sick and tired of it as a Titans fan. All right. I'm so sorry. I'm not done. Okay, I'm sorry. The Okay, I am not going to sit here and say the referees cost us a game. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be that guy. That was such a game-altering play. How in the world do you blow that play dead? Please tell me. Every one of those freaking officials should be fired. I am never going to call for somebody's job, okay? I realize that. Mistakes happen. I realize that. Brandon Lynch, that is sitting right across from me, as an official, when you have a play like that that you're not sure about, what do you do? Do you blow your dang whistle, or do you let the play go and come back to it after? Well, I'm high school officials are different uh, because we don't we can't review we can't review plays. So as a high school official, we can't review it. So when we're not sure about something, an incomplete pass is our friend. But when you when you're calling college or NFL, where they have the ability to review these plays. Let the play play Thank out. Thank you. That's all that, I needed that's to hear. What, that's How the heck do you blow that freaking whistle? You literally... That was... I realize it was the second quarter, okay? And I can't stand when people, like, talk about... I can't stand when people talk about, like, first, second quarter calls literally just not determining a game. I'm not saying it determined the game, but if you literally sat down and watched every snap of that game, you cannot tell me that was not a game-altering decision. That The final score of that game was 16 to 15. If the Titan, if the freaking officials let that go, let that play go, it is 13 to 3 Titans. Nick, I'll remind listeners one more time the final score of that game was 16 to 15. 16 to freaking 15. And then, oh my God. And then to then, if that wasn't like spitting in the face of Titans fans, then I had to listen to the freaking officials say that it was an incomplete pass. You have got to be kidding me. You are saving your own ass at that point. I'm sorry. The, his his arm was on a But it was a fumble and the same thing happened to Josh Dobbs last time. Was it my arm? 
do you miss something so blatant? You, you, how do you miss something so blatant? I don't understand. You will never be able to convince me. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. Convince me that you're not saving, trying to save your own job at that point because you know you freaking screwed up. Okay? I just, yes, I'm not going to say, was that a problem? Yes. Was that completely game altering? Would you watch that entire game? Yes. Okay? Huh. Okay, after all of that, my biggest point is Ryan Tannehill is the reason that we lost that game. And as a Titans fan, I am so sick and tired of having to sit through games. I, I'll, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. I promised myself I wasn't going to do this, okay? This is the last I'm going to go, and then I need to take a smoke break, guys. Okay, so literally, okay, let me read y'all this, okay? So if you guys don't realize this, in the 2020 playoff run that Derrick Henry literally put the Titans on his shoulders, okay? Before that AFC Championship game, I'm going to educate you guys a little bit. I'm pretty sure Ryan Tannehill was the first quarterback in NFL history, if not the first, he was the second, to literally lead his team to the AFC Championship game and not have 100 yards passing in any playoff game. Show y'all the stat. Okay, yes, he played good in that AFC Championship game. We just got into Patrick Mahomes, okay? I will admit that. He threw for two touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he only threw maybe 8-10 incompletions. He gets the big contract that I would like to point out. I was completely against the entire time, and you know that I was because I've never been a fan of Ryan Tannehill. The next year, we meet the Ravens in the AFC wildcard game. He goes 18 for 26, one touchdown, one interception. Defense plays lights out. Let me see if I can just pull up. Yeah, defense plays lights out. Five sacks. We have one interception. How does that game end, Brandon Lynch? It ends with Ryan Tannehill throwing a game-ending interception. You go to the next year. The Titans have the number one seed in the AFC. The number one seed, I would like to add, which had Derrick Henry missing half of the season, that it took Jonathan Taylor, it took him, what, four games to reach Ryan um, Derrick Henry after his 2,000-yard season? He was going to go in over 2,000 yards that year. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. And then let me read you his stats that game that I have never emotionally recovered from. 15 for 24, 221 touchdown, three interceptions. He is the reason that we lost that game. Now that I have said that, let me read you his stat line. He was, and I'm, I'm going to point this out really quick, okay? Once again, the defense played absolutely fantastic, okay? Four sacks, we had an interception, which was, and, and, Okay, really quick before I say that, Ryan Tannehill finished yesterday with, I know I screenshot this, hang on, I know I did. He had, he went 16, 16, for, 30, 16 for 34, 180 yards passing, no touchdowns, three interceptions. The biggest thing, and I, I promise you guys I'll end with this, okay? When you have a game like that, Okay, when your defense is playing fantastic, I realize Christian Fulton, the very last the very last drive when he let when he let I'm pretty sure it was Michael Thomas, it was either Michael Thomas or Chris Olave. When he let him go when he let him go pass, when he didn't press him, throw him off his route, let him go right by. Okay. Yes, that was a game altering. That was absolutely game altering on Christian Fulton's part. You can't let that happen. On the flip side of that, 
Yes, it was in a mistake by Christian Fulton, but when you have a game like that, every single mistake that you make is amplified. It, it doesn't matter how good your defense is played. Every mistake you make is amplified. So do I fault Christian Fulton for that? Yes, that was a mistake. But I'm not going to bury him for it because we never should have been in that situation. Okay, somebody else take over. I promise right. I'm done. Well, um, to the listeners, I apologize that you all probably only heard like 10% no, no, no. of that. that. It, it should be good. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, it, with it recording on this mic instead, it does a lot better. But gotcha. Yeah. All right, so it looks like it was clipping a few times. Hopefully it didn't, yeah, because it be if you all got that, that was highly entertaining. So. Yes, fantastic. Um, I, I want to say that, in a much calmer voice, I agree with every single word that Tanner just Please said. tell me if I'm being dramatic. <laughs> I know I'm not, but please tell me. I, I agree with everything Tanner said. Uh, I do want to talk about the uh the officiating blunder a little bit more quick i promised i was done marshawn Lattimore was raping deandre hopkins that entire game bro. i'm sorry okay i, I should have said that i might have to edit that <laughs> he was all where it's 48 40 i gotta remember that <laughs> he was hanging all over deandre hopkins that i'm sorry guys he was Literally hanging all over DeAndre Hopkins that entire game. How do you not throw a freaking flag on that? He is all over DeAndre Hopkins that entire game. Okay, now I'm done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh my gosh, man. That was even better than I thought it was going to be. Holy cow. Oh, anyway, back to, back to the officiating blunder. Oh my gosh. First, first of all, Taylor's right. They they were they were hanging all over DeAndre Hopkins. Just every time DeAndre Hopkins ran a route, that dude was had two fistfuls of Hopkins jersey the entire route the whole time. He doing that the whole game. Anyway, but back to the back to this should be strip sack. Um, at least one official there really really screwed up because it it for the for at least the past five years maybe even longer. It has been drilled into these officials' brains in this in the NFL games. That in that exact situation, so back to the Colts and Jaguars game, in that exact situation, you cannot blow your whistle. You have to let that play play out and see what happens. And then if you even if at the end of everything happening, if you still think it's an incomplete pass, you can rule it as an incomplete pass. But then it can be reviewed if the team wants to challenge it. Um, I personally think that they should just let it go and it let the let the Titans score a touchdown because then it gets automatically reviewed and nobody has to use a challenge for it. Um, but anyway, they shouldn't have blown the whistle at all. Period. And I I completely do I, I I completely agree with Tanner that on the review they stuck with the call on the field saying it's incomplete and I completely agree that they only did it to cover their own butt because they knew that if they called that what it should have been called which was a fumble that it would have been a massive deal that they didn't let that play go and the, because the Titans would have been stripped of six points right there. And they knew that, and it would have been way, it would have been made a way bigger deal. It would have got a lot more broadcast time. Because it's game-altering. Yeah, for sure. And it would have been people like that weren't watching that game like independently like we were. Like Most of the rest of the country wouldn't even know about it if they covered it up, which is what they did. 
Um, and I I completely think that that's I'm dead serious. I'm I'm completely sure that's why because they that should have been overturned. It was clear as day a fumble, clear as day. It it was a ten point swing. Yes, because yeah. the because the the Saints got a field goal out of that, so it was it was a ten point swing. Anyway, um, on the field. Like live speed, I thought initially that it was an incomplete pass, but then whenever they went and showed the replay, it it was a fumble. There there was yeah. no disputing that his hand was back. Yeah. And uh, what's that dude's name? His last name's Key. What's his first? Uh, name? Arden Key. Arden, Arden Key. Key. Yeah. Uh, he reached around, literally just punched the ball as it's back, and the you can see the ball literally jar like it's yeah. completely loose. And then he brings his hand forward, and it's an empty hand, which is the definition of the fumble. Yep. And they stuck with the call somehow. Yeah. Now, with all that being said, I another thing that I, 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 I like I said, I agree with Tanner on everything he said. That's not the reason they lost the game. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is the reason they lost that game. And I have, unlike Tanner, I have been a fan of Ryan Tannehill. I have backed him over the years. And that Bengals game was his worst game he's ever played. But... The game that we saw yesterday was worse. That is now the worst game Ryan Tannehill has ever played. And that's the reason why they lost. And it just, it, I'll say this because I know we've got to move on. But legitimately, I realized that a lot, and I was serious, I know, like, I I knew as soon as I started talking about this game, I was going to get, I was going to get fired up. (laughs) But like, I I realized it is only week one, but I don't think people truly realize how massive of a game that was. Like You're right. I literally read the schedule. We have the we have the Chargers, then we have the Browns, then we have the Bengals after that. Like That's brutal. That and then we get one we get the Colts. Then we have to face the Ravens in London. With how that offense looks, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't get his stuff together, or we bench Ryan Tannehill, which even if we bench Ryan Tannehill, like we have Malik, we have Malik Willis or Will Levis, okay? Which between the two this is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Neither of them's ready. I would ra- I would rather have Will so we can know what we've got in Will. Because I feel like with he's offense, not, he's the not. offense is gonna look a lot better with Will Levis in that situation over Malik. Well, that's true, but Will Levis is not ready. Neither one of them are. Was he hurt? Here's the, here's the he's thing. Back now. Okay. Here's the thing. Malik Willis, we've seen enough of him to know that like he's never going to be the guy ever. It's just not possible. We haven't seen from Will Levis yet, but you don't want to throw Will Levis in this year at all because if you do, you're just going to destroy his confidence. Okay, if we go one and five, what are we losing? I I don't care. I don't care about Will Levis's confidence at this point. Okay, you need. I to- care. I care about. I care about he's, he's not gonna finding be- what we have. Okay, if Ryan, let me ask you this. If Ryan Tannehill is not, and I, I'm really not trying to start a separate conversation right here, but if we bench Ryan, this is kind of two separate questions. If we bench Ryan Tannehill, which if he, if, if he comes out and plays Sunday, even though we're playing at home, if he brings that crap back to Nissan against the Chargers, if if he is not out by halftime, that's a problem, dude. I'm so, like I'm. Legit, I, like, I usually would agree with you, man, but the Titans don't have any. Uh, here's the thing. Here's this possible scenarios: one, 
you keep leaving Ryan Tannehill in even though he's playing that bad, which means you're just going to lose pretty much every game. Um, or you can throw Will Levis in, uh, which means you're going to continue to do just as bad and lose every game, but you're also wrecking a guy's confidence that could be the guy that does well in a few in a couple years. Here's the or you could he, throw Malik Willis in there, who you already know is trash, but you just throw somebody out there just so you don't waste Will Levis' and confidence. Really, really quick, I want to make sure that I point out to like listeners. Listeners may think I'm being dramatic with how bad he looked. If they watch that the is game. the worst I've ever seen. Like I am yeah. not a Ryan Tannehill fan. He only had three interceptions. His completion percentage wasn't even 50%. He could have easily had two to three more interceptions on top of the three that he already had. That, that one in particular that he threw to the sideline that barely made it out of the reach, that was an awful throw. Like He, he also missed two wide-open touchdowns, one to um, Tajay Spears Okonkwo. and one to Okonkwo yeah. that were just like, he guys, threw a conquo by five yards. Yeah, yeah. That, guys that, running that was, wide open. That was a, like a double reverse flea flicker <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. So and the play was just wide open for him. like he didn't yeah. have to make a good throw at all. Like he just needed to throw it. I up. just I'm not like I'm uh, we don't. It, this is just so. <laughs> We've got to move on. I know this is so frustrating <laughs> for me because. Once again, I legitimately feel like I was watching the AFC Championship game because with how great our defense looked, I, it, it is once again on the hands of Ryan freaking Tannehill. And I am so sick of saying that as a Titans fan. I feel like we have wasted Derrick Henry's prime. We, I mean, even in all of those games that I was reading stats to you guys, AJ Brown almost had a hundred yards in all of those games. We had a Julio sighting. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm so. I'll say this, and then I know we got to move on. I'm sorry. I know I've said that two or three times, but I am just so sick and tired of saying. That Ryan Tannehill is the reason that we are losing big games. It, you can't say it's any other reason. You just can't. The last thing I wanted to throw in there, if he plays that bad at home, he, he legitimately gets booed off the field. I don't think yeah. you can keep putting They'll him back on. Him. Yeah, he For will sure. get booed off the field. But here's the thing. All the Titans fans, though, they all hate Ryan Tannehill. But they all also hate Malik Willis and Will Levis. They are they hate both of those guys. Just run Wildcat with Derrick Henry the rest of the year. Have Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears back there, and so, then Traylon Burks can run it sometimes. Just do yeah. that. I don't know, man. It, it's it's a shame because the rest of that roster is so good. All right, next game. Yeah. Hey, let's move on. All right. Sorry, guys. I know I got. Oh, hey, dude. I knew I was gonna get fired. I, I knew. I, I knew that was coming, and I was ready for it. I don't know if the listeners were ready for it, but they learned. All <laughs> right, they learned. Oh. All right, next up, 49ers at Steelers. 49ers 30, Steelers 7. Christian McCaffrey looked awesome. Um, I'm going to let I'm gonna let Ben talk about Brandon Ayuk a little bit. Um, really, this game... I'm not gonna say way how I thought it was because no one thought it was gonna be thirty to seven. But um I did have the 49ers winning, even though I'm super high on the Steelers. Um the reason 
he said that he wanted me to talk about Brandon Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk is the best receiver on that team, and I thought that going into the season. Debo is an amazing gadget player, and he's awesome after the catch. But as far as an actual receiver, Brandon Ayuk is the best receiver on that team, including Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, including George Kittle at tight end. Brandon Ayuk has the route running chops and the catching prowess of some of the best receivers in the league. He just didn't get to show that a lot. Um, is this his second or third, third or fourth year in the season? I don't know if it's his third or fourth. It's because his uh, his rookie season, he played pretty well. Not like super amazing, but he played well his rookie season. And then his sophomore season, he had trouble with the coaches apparently being on time to practices and stuff. And he just didn't get any chances. Like they refused to throw the ball to him. And then I think the difference now is, is Brock Purdy. Brock yeah. Purdy is more willing to throw the ball down the field. And Well, that's another thing too is like, Last year, it was Trey Lance for two games, which, well, a game and a half. And then Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to dink and dunk to George Kittle or Debo Samuel running those short routes. But Brandon Ayuk can get open down the field, like you said, and Brock Purdy is a good enough quarterback to find him down the field. Mm -hmm. By the way, Brock Purdy looks like he never hurt his elbow. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Like, he just looks completely fine. I don't Dude's a good player, dude. Good player. He's that guy. It, it's. I think he was the biggest question mark on that team, because you talking about just because of his health. No, just because, dude. He was the very last pick in the draft. He came out and all of a sudden was like a stud, at being what, what the third string quarterback on the team. Right. Yeah. He was a question mark because, um, everyone didn't know how good he really was. Right. They thought and maybe they, he they just got hot. They didn't know games. if he got hot being being the the under. The uh, overlooked, underappreciated guy didn't know if he'd come out. And his sophomore slump is usually like a legit thing, but apparently for Brock Purdy, at least in the week one, it was not a legit thing for him. So he may he may actually be a stud. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that because I I will be the first to admit I still had questions about him. And after that game against the Steelers defense that I'm super high on, you really can't question much about it anymore. He he lit them up. So anything to say anything to say about the Steelers? Uh, um, I mean, Kenny Pickett didn't look great. Um, they got down so early in that game that they couldn't really run the ball, and then. Honestly, a lot of people are going to say Kenny Pickett didn't look great. A few of those plays, his receivers, I don't know what Deontay Johnson was doing on that first interception that he threw because, yes, it was kind of a jump ball, but Deontay Johnson was in between him and the defender, and then Deontay Johnson just fell down and let the defender catch it. So I don't know what happened there. The rest of the game, the 49ers just knew that they had to pass the ball because they were down so much, and good luck blocking that defensive line with when you yep. know they're passing. So Mike Tomlin's such a good uh, – words. Mike Tomlin is such a good coach. I'm not really worried about the Steelers yeah, yeah. either. That's, that's another thing is like – It's the 49ers, dude. Yeah. It's it's a non-conference game and um, non-division game. Well, I guess that goes without saying. But it that game really doesn't matter that much except for how did they look – but Mike Tomlin's a good enough coach. He's going to get it figured out. And, the, yeah, like Gabe said, I think the Steelers will be fine. I agree. 
Next up, Cardinals at Commanders. Uh, ben was probably sweating on this one because the uh, the Cardinals had a chance to win this game. They had a chance. The Commanders, the passing game really never got going. Uh, I still I kind of agree with Ben. I think they will get going. I'm not as bullish as Ben on them, but I, but this game they like Terry McLaurin didn't really do anything. And uh, Jahan Dotson didn't really do anything. Neither one of them did. Jahan Dotson had like 80 yards receiving. 80? Really? I didn't know he had that much. It was like okay. six catches for 80 yards. Okay, maybe I'm a little wrong then. Okay, well, the anyway. Commanders, the Commanders played worse than we thought they were going to, and the Cardinals played better than we thought they were going yes. to. And then the Commanders still won. It Barely, but they yes. still won. That's how bad the Cardinals are. <laughs> Honestly, this game actually went fairly similar to how I thought it was going to go, which is why I didn't bet on it. I thought it was going to look really rough coming out for the Commanders. Now, I didn't expect the Cardinals to play that good. The Cardinals did play better than I thought they were going to, but the Commanders played about how I thought they were going to. Look a little shaky, but then have some flashes here and there that are like, okay, maybe Sam Howell's the guy, which I think he is, but I think he played well enough in that game to be like, okay, this dude can still get it together throughout the season and pull it to, like pull it off. So, Okay. Uh, talking about young quarterbacks looking good enough to pull it off throughout the season. Next up is Packers at Bears. Uh, I'll let you guess which quarterback I'm talking about in that game. Uh, is it Fields? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Packers 38, Bears 20. And I will add a 20 that was aided by the most garbage time in the history of garbage time. So this was an absolute massacre. And as a Packers fan, I loved it. And by the way, of the four of us, I'm the only one that watched this game because the other three apparently have got better things to do. I don't I don't know what else you could have better to do with your life on a Sunday afternoon. But anyway. I was watching my team. Yeah, he was watching the Broncos. We'll get to that game next, actually. All, All right, right. So, <laughs> hey, don't. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay. You walked into that <laughs> one yourself. Hey, can you blame me for watching my own team? No. All right. So, Packers. Let's talk about, I guess I'm going to do most of the talking here, since Ben likes the Packers too, but he didn't even watch the game. Not my team. So, anyway, so let's let's talk about Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I was in a depression. That helps as well. Yeah. It's not why I missed it, but I was still in a depression. I'm surprised that you were even able to show up today, to be honest with you. Anyway, go ahead. I'm going to finish the beer, guys. <laughs> so, Jordan Love showed up. First drive, first of all, our defense stepped up and got a fourth and one stop at midfield. So we got great field position in first drive, so that's fantastic. First drive, got a few good Aaron Jones runs, got a couple of different third down plays on that drive, and they weren't third and shorts either. These were like third and mediums, and actually you were watching at this point. Mm-hmm. They were third, third and mediums, third and longs, and Jordan Love stepped up in those third and mediums, third and longs. He either scrambled out of the pocket when he needed to, or he stepped up in the pocket, and he was delivering dots to dudes, like just right where it needed to go, calm, cool, collected, poised, any other adjective you can think of that fits that description. He was just, he had control, he knew what he was doing, and he was just ready for the moment. He was ready, he was prepared, and that was my favorite. It was nothing about his stats is going to like jump off the paper to anybody and like he didn't make any plays that made you go like oh my god but he was just ready for the moment and that's what makes me most excited as a Packers fan he was prepared ready and obviously it goes without saying the Packers scored 38 points 
Uh, seven of those were by the defense. So even without the defense's aid, they scored 31 points in Jordan Love's first start as like the main guy for the Packers. So now, now I do want to you know, hold back a little bit on this because they were playing against the Bears. Okay. The Bears are terrible. Okay. The Bears, I don't think, are the worst team in the NFL. I did predict them to finish with one of the three worst records, and I definitely believe that now. They are a really bad football team. So I'm not going to sit here and say the Packers are going to win the division. You know, I, I think they might, but let's I'm going to I'm going to hold back a little bit because they played against a really bad team. Um so we'll see what they look like going forward. They don't play a, a, a team that most people consider good until week 4, I think, when they play against the Lions. Uh their next couple they play against the Falcons next week. The Falcons are one to know, but they beat the Panthers. So um anyway, but I'm excited. I'm trying to restrain my excitement a little bit, though, because it's the Bears. And Justin Fields is awful. And I've been saying that from the beginning. He is terrible. Yeah. If you're a Bears, uh, I also want to say this. I cannot imagine being a Bears fan right now. I I, I honestly feel sorry for you guys, if any of you are listening. I'm praying for you. You all have done nothing but lose to the Packers for 30 years. 30 years, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. You finally get rid of Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, now it's time. We've got Justin Fields. we got hype with us this season. All the the bunch of the Bears were the most bet on Super Bowl team to win the Super Bowl. They were the most bet. I'm not saying they have the best odds, but as far as money being put for this year. This yeah, year? This year. The more Is people, that legit? More, more money was put on the Bears to win the Super Bowl than any other team. It was because their odds were so high. And Justin Fields, more money was put on Justin Fields to win the MVP this year than any other player. Both of those are true facts. <clears throat> All of those people that actually, this is my favorite part of the game. My favorite part about all this is all of those people know that they lost all those thousands, if not millions of dollars lost. You all know you've already lost it. I am like, I, I, I'm sorry. You deserve it. You deserve to lose that money, bro. I, I hope you lose all your money. You lose your house and you have to, you have to, move, you have to move your family into a housing development. All right. Like, you, because you were stupid. You deserve to lose that money. Like, what were you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. True. Hey, let's you chill. said let's, let's chill, chill bro. I, you said we were gonna have to, You said we were gonna have to clip the part out about Tanner, dude. We're gonna have to clip that out. But if you bet all money on the Bears, you deserve to lose that money. I'm sorry. All right. Else, you, you can say that, but you don't need to be saying you help people lose their house. Their their families have to go to house. If you have to say that, if you lose all your money, that you're going to lose your house. That's just the way it goes. Okay, you can let that. speaks for itself. You don't have to say that. Don't anyway, say it. and nobody that's listening to this, I'm sure you didn't bet all your money on the Bears. But Listen, I'm just making some Bears fans were listening, they absolutely hate you. I hope you know. I hope they do. In 10 years. Getting people to hate you is the best way to gain. I hope people. you know in 10 years, if we're famous from this podcast, bro, you're getting canceled. No, oh, no, I'm not getting canceled. Uh, you're you're getting canceled for sure. <laughs> well, that's why we're editing that out. Okay. No, this, I was in an emotional state. Guys. There's a difference between saying that is going to happen if you bet all of your money and saying that you hope that happens you said you hope that yeah. they lose their because health they deserve it they deserve it sorry oh, I deserves that. all right next game let's it just is. 
Go Packers, baby. Go Packers. Hey, Jordan Love. Scumbag, Love you, bro. I'm glad I don't suck, I can't, I can't believe I can't believe so many people bet so much money on the Bears and Justin Fields. Right, just ne- next game. That actually blows my mind. I didn't know any yeah. of that. A- insane. Anyway, moving on. Raiders at Broncos. Raiders 17, Broncos 16. Gabe, I'll let you go. Uh, on Sunday at 225. 425 Eastern Time <laughs> in Denver, Colorado. It was a an intense, not very intense battle of the mids. The mids? Are they mids? Are Starring either- Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson, who wears eye black in his uh, headshot. And... Uh, there's not much to say about it, bro. It was a very weird game to watch. Russell Wilson looked better than he did, than he did last year. He looked a lot. The offense looked, the offense looked looked good. Okay, um, I think and and looking at the score, no one's going to really say that the defense is what lost us the game. They they were a bend don't break defense, and when it came to uh, when it came to being clutch and making and um. Uh, when it came to stopping the Raiders on offense, when it was a, I guess late in the fourth quarter, we absolutely needed to, to have a stop. They didn't do it. They came up short, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. Um, it we should have won the game if our kicker could have hit an extra point. It would have at least gone to overtime, and if he could have hit. What wasn't like a, a chip shot, but when you're in uh, kicking in the altitude of Colorado, you should be able to hit a 55-yard field goal that he just barely missed. I think wide, right? I want to say. Um, so we really we should have won if our kicker could have hit a couple field goals. Um, it should have at least gone to overtime. I think Russ looks good. Um, I think I think the biggest thing Tim Patrick's hurt. He's gone for the season, who which was a big. He's probably easily maybe uh, our best receiver on the team, if not second best. And then Jerry Judy was out this week. He's going to be back next week. I'm pretty sure. I think the biggest thing is uh, talent and skill in our receiving core. And then, um, yeah, I like I said, our defense. I don't know. It was a weird game. Um, very frustrating to watch, but that's all I have to say about it. The the only thing I really learned from this game is that uh, I, I thought Jimmy Garoppolo did better than I thought he was going to do. Um, that too. Uh, other than that, I, I'm i not really surprised by anything that happened in that game. Uh, Jacoby Myers was a big part of the Raiders' offense. I didn't see that coming either. Um, but, yeah, the main thing is Jimmy Garoppolo looks, looks pretty good. He was throwing the ball down the field. Like, which is weird. Has anybody heard anything about Jacoby Myers' injury? I, I, I haven't heard anything. Concussion? I'm assuming it's just a concussion. concussion. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there was a couple of plays that I saw where, good grief, um, where if Russ just steps up in the pocket and tries to make a throw or even tries to scramble, um, just moving forward instead of trying to run like side to side out of the pocket. He could have escaped a few plays, but 
um, he he kind of put himself in a bad situation where he had to either force himself to throw it away or try to kind of, or, um, yeah, he, there was a couple plays I saw where he, he, he could have done better, but it's not like those two plays where a quarterback can't be perfect. Right. But if he could just step up in the pocket instead of trying to run outside, um, every single time that he doesn't find anybody, then we, we might be better off. But yeah, other than that, I agree with Jimmy G looked, he looked better than I thought he was going to be. I thought, I thought we should be able to win this easily, but that wasn't the case. Um, Maybe we should run the ball with Javante more because he only had 15 carries. I agree with that point as well. But Russ, was, I think Russ was rolling out of the pocket so much. Um, he's trying to get those rushing yards for you, man. Yeah. He's, he's we, trying we, to we need to move on, but I want an update. How many rushing guards does he have on the season so far, Gabe? He had one carry for one yard. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I – look. I thought it was more, but apparently it wasn't. 32nd in QBs that played, um, number one in our hearts for one carry, oh, one yard. Man. All right, uh, moving on. The Really the only really good game that happened this week. Oh, I guess I guess the Jets and Bills ended up being a good game. But the best game of the week by far, Dolphins at Chargers. Dolphins 36, Chargers 34. Good grief. Uh I mean, my gosh, dude, this game. Uh, again, I think I may have been the only one watching this because the rest of these guys have got something better to do, I guess. Hey, I, I was watching on YouTube TV. I had four games up okay, at the same so time. So you were, okay, fine. Yes, okay. I was paying so attention. Tua played out of his mind, bro. Uh, I I wouldn't consider myself a hater for of Tua, but it's t- almost, it's Tanner, like some people know what they're talking. Tanner about. would consider me a Tua hater. Well, I'm not a, every time Tanner uh, that Tua is on the field, Tua plays out of his mind. I just don't ever expect Tua to stay on the field. But, but he expects Joe Burrow to be able to stay on the field. Well, he can take more hits than Tua can. It's that simple. Okay, it doesn't matter but, about taking. We could the number of hits definitely matter, Brandon. Okay. We're we're moving. On. Sorry, go we're ahead. On. Tua played out of his mind. I. And Tyreek Hill played out of this universe. I mean, holy cow, dude. Like, and the thing is, is like, people go through this, are going to talk about this game and just brush right past the Chargers. Like, don't really even talk about what they did. Justin Herbert played great. Austin Eckler played out of his mind. Mike Williams, of course, got hurt again because he gets hurt every single game he plays. I don't even know why I draft him in fantasy. Yeah, like what? Point. What? Like why is he even on a roster at this point? I mean, my gosh. Anyway, Keenan Allen played great. Austin Eckler out of his mind. Justin Herbert played great. Justin Herbert could have made a few more plays at the end that he didn't make, but Tua was amazing. I, have you seen the highlight of the last touchdown, Tanner? Have I? Yes. No, I haven't. So the la- did you see this game? The last touchdown of the Dolphins and Chargers game? Tua kind of threw up like this kind of fade route to the right side of the end zone. Mm. I did see that so, actually. So, yes, I did. So Tyree it was Kill perfectly right over yeah. his shoulder. So Tyree Kill is obviously is way shorter than the defensive back. I don't know how Tyree Kill saw the ball. I, I I don't I literally don't because he the the corner is towering over uh, Tyreek Hill, just towering over him. The ball is coming in right past the corner's ear hole of his helmet. And he, I don't know how he could see the ball, but the ball just dropped in right between the helmet and the solar pad, right into Tyreek Hill's chest. Great play. Just made my mouth drop, and I'm just like, holy cow, dude. I can't 
that, I mean, there's nothing you can say to that. So it's, it's just amazing. It was a great throw, great catch. And the defense just had to shrug their shoulders after that. I, it was a great, great play. Yeah, anybody else want to add something to this? No? Um, I mean, it's kind of loosely related. The Raiders are winning that division. That, come, good grief. Are you, are you saying they're leading the division right now? Yeah. Okay. You you said that as if they're going to win the division. Like, well, that's the I meant phrase. they're leading it right now. Like right now, they are in the okay. lead in that division. Nobody cares. I mean, you could you could easily hey hey Will Lutz hits those two field goals. You could easily say the Broncos will win that division. Yeah. Well, it, it, it still, either, I'm not saying they're the winning. Either the, division, the Broncos but, or the Raiders had to be leading the division after the other two teams lost. So. Yeah, it's but, week one. Yeah, it's week I'm one. just saying, no one it's thought the Raiders one. were going to be leading that division after week one. I don't All know. right, next game, whatever. All right, next up, Eagles-Patriots. Uh, don't. So this game was actually very entertaining. Uh, this was another bad weather game, though. Uh, but this one was an entertaining one because uh, it just looked like uh, you, you didn't know what was going to happen on any particular play. It was like, what's what's going on in this game? Like, it was just chaos one way and then back the other way. Like, I it was, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, Mac Jones looked good, though. Mac Jones, even in bad weather, like, he looked like he knew what he was doing. And, like, he was delivering the ball where it needed to go, even deep down the field. It looks like now that he has an offensive coordinator, he looks like a completely different quarterback. Um, and I'm excited for him. I think he may do well, but they were playing against the Eagles. You know, you're probably going to lose that game. Uh, especially when you get down 16 to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so anyway, but that's, that's the thing is even when they were down like that, Mac Jones was put in situations where the defense knew he was throwing the ball and he still did a good job. Mm -hmm. I, I, he, he he shocked me, man. He really did. I don't believe in the Patriots. He really did. Patriots are, are going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. They're going to give teams problems all year. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not. They will teams, not even finish 500. They will. They're not going to be around 500. They're going to be either eight and nine or nine and eight. They're going to be one of those two. No, they're not. No, they're not. You be ready, bro. That team's a problem. Watch no, out. We Watch already out. have a bet that the Dolphins are going to finish better than yes, we the do Patriots. Have that bet. And my bet is looking very. Just wait till week four when two is out. Just wait. Just wait. Okay. That's all I'm waiting. That's all I'm banking on. Anyway. Are the Dolphins and the Patriots playing next week against each other? No. Isn't on prime I, I wanna say. If that's the case, Jalen Hurts versus Mac Jones week one and then Mac Jones versus two a week two. That would be wild. That would be pretty, I think that's the case. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check and make sure, but I'm pretty sure that's that's what I saw. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the next game while you're looking at that. Yes, prime yeah. time. Sunday night football. Okay. That'll be fun, dude. Dolphins Patriots. I'm excited. All right, last game of the NFL slate wasn't the last game of the slate, but it's the last one we're covering. The Rams at the Seahawks. Somehow, this entire game just happened, and just nobody just recognized that it happened. Like, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's not on social media anywhere. It's not talked about on ESPN, not talked about on any other sports station. Nobody seems to care. But the Rams won the game 30-13. to And it's really weird because, like, Without Cooper Cup, no, no Cooper Cup, and it's just like, like, and it literally feels like the game didn't exist. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. I, I mean, I was watching Red Zone the entire time, and even watching Red Zone the, whole, the entire time, I barely saw any plays from this game. I, how is it even? The Rams scored thirty points. 
How? How'd they score 30 points and I barely even saw any plays? I, it's it's very weird to me. I I even watching Red I don't like recall this game hardly at all. I, I don't it's a very weird situation. It's very strange. But see maybe the Seahawks aren't as good as we thought. Maybe the Rams are better than we thought. That's what it looks like so far, but who knows? Like we've been saying all day, week one. Weird things happen. I don't know. Yeah. All right, that does it for NFL stuff. I do want to move on to a couple of college points. Um, first of all, I want to talk. I want to talk to Tanner about Alabama, Texas. What, what's your thoughts, bro? We're just making this podcast just, the worst podcast room ever, aren't we? Yeah, just I know. hammering. I, 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 I can't yeah. go. I can't let this episode go without talking about that game. You guys. It was the biggest um, game of the weekend for college football. At Texas is just Alabama's daddy, bro. Like. You can't say, okay, you guys beat them last year. Give give, give yourself some credit. The reason that I'm saying that is in this series, it's 2-8-1. We've beat Texas twice in 11 games. That's why I'm saying that. But more recent, like, in the past, like, I want to say, like, 10 or 20 years, you haven't played them consistently. Texas is just... The past few times we remember you guys playing, like, you beat them, like, when you guys had Colt McCoy. Yeah, when they had Colt McCoy last year, that was when forever we, ago. Last year we can beat other, man. Other than last year, that's the only other time we've ever been playing. I get what you're saying, but even last year, you can make the argument that like, and this is coming from an Alabama fan, you can make the argument that the only reason that we even won that game is because Quinn Ewers went down. Yeah, I would like make that. That's argument. one. That's yes. legitimately. Yeah. So like, and that's coming from an Alabama fan. Like, Jalen did. Jalen did not. <laughs> Jalen did not really look good. What'd you say? You guys just got to hurt their quarterbacks. That's how you win every time. That's yeah. what happened with Colt McCoy, too. Jalen did not really look good. That pass to Jermaine Burton on that post route looked amazing. Other yeah. than that, he just yeah. he did not look good. He looked, um, he had me fooled week one, bro. He looks like Justin Fields out there, man. He he just I, – I don't know, man. Like, I, I will say this, though. So far, my Alabama season prediction and my college football playoff prediction, I'm still pretty confident in. Because I, I had Alabama going 11-1 with Texas being our loss. Um, I, I'm still confident in that. It's it's still, you know, Goat saving. I believe that, you know, he's going to get it done. And I 100% believe that if he starts to lose faith in Jalen Milrow, he will pull Jalen Milrow. I believe he will do that because yeah. uh, we literally saw that with, you know, Jalen in the Tua situation. The only difference is we knew what Tua could do. We have no idea what Ty Simpson can do. Yeah. So in our, you know. Wait, oh, it, who's the, What's the quarterback's name from Notre Dame? Buckner? D- um, something Buckner? But, um, something, like, yeah. Because that's the name I've been hearing more than Ty Simpson. He looks... The camera's been going. Are you talking about our offensive coordinator that came from uh, Notre Dame? I'm talking. I've been hearing a quarter. You all have a quarterback that transferred from Notre Dame. That's what I've been hearing. I can't think of what. During the game, though, dude, that's because I I was thinking, too, okay, if it's not um, Jalen Milrow, it's going to be Ty Simpson. But I didn't watch the whole game, but when. When I I was able to turn it on. Tyler Buckner. Yeah. Sorry. When I was able to turn it on. And it was obviously it wasn't going your all's way. The camera kept going to Tyler Buckner on the sideline and not Ty Simpson, which 
I guess at that point it's like okay, I'm there. There was no, there was no, there wasn't really any talk of Tyler Buckner in the off season from what I was hearing. It was all Ty Simpson. So I don't know where this came from. Of all of a sudden, oh, they're probably gonna put Tyler Buckner in now. It was a it was a three way it was a three way quarterback conversation. I'm gonna be honest. I personally never really gave a lot of attention to Tyler Buckner, and that may just be my own fault because. That's just Notre Dame hate. It, yeah. One, it, it, <laughs> honestly, it may be a Notre Dame hate thing. And two, it's just I have literally just heard so much from Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Right. Like, everybody was talking like Ty Simpson was going to be the next Matt Jones or was going to be the next Bryce Young. Like, everybody was talking that high about Ty Simpson. So I never really gave a lot of thought into Tyler because I automatically thought that Ty Simpson, from how everybody was talking about him and and tape and everything of that nature, like, right. but you know, pretty pretty much getting back to the game, like I just I don't know, man. Like there's just something about there must just be something about Texas that automatically, and I would like to point out, look. We got to figure this out, man, because Texas is going to be in the SEC next year. You know, even if they, I mean, even if other teams can figure them out, it's pretty obvious Alabama can't. So, I mean, that's that's got to be figured out, man. I, like, I what is what what's the head coach for Texas's name again? Uh, I can see his face. I just can't yeah, think of what I his can't name think is. Of his I could have told you his name until you asked me. I know. Yeah, it starts with an S. That's I, pretty much Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian. Steve, yes. Yeah. So he. I think he just has Nick Saban's number. I don't even know if it's a team versus team thing. I think that might be a coach versus coach thing. I don't think there's been and, – and honestly, I agree with that. That's one reason that I made the comment that I did at the beginning is because, like, it's – he may be the only coach. I don't even know if I give Kirby Smart that just because of the talent. Like, I still think that Nick Saban is a better coach than Kirby Smart. There, there just must be something about Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, man, that Nick Saban just can't figure out because yeah. it, like I said, you can genuinely make the case that Alabama loses to Texas last year if Quinn Ewers doesn't go down, right? Because Texas was controlling that game until he went down, and I would like to point out, if I remember correctly, that was a one possession game all game long, even last year. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. It's frustrating. You know, I still believe in what my prediction was. I had us going 11 and 1 with our loss to Texas. Still looking good. I still think that we'll meet them in the Alabama Invitational at the end of the year, college football playoff. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. My thoughts are. And this is from someone who didn't, like, watch the game all the way through. Um, but um, I don't think – I mean, Jalen Milrow may may start the next couple games. I don't, I don't think he's your starting quarterback at the end of the season. I think you're um, right. And I think, I think Nick's – according to Nick Saban, it, it sounds like he understands that Jalen Milrow isn't exactly the ideal quarterback that he wants back there. But as of right now, the other two guys aren't giving him a reason to start anyone else. Um, so he's going to 
put, keep putting him out there until someone catches up to him. Yeah. And I think they may. I mean, we we don't know who it's going to be. Like every as as someone who just enjoys SEC football, I listen to other teams' podcasts. Alabama being one of them, and. There was a lot of talk about Ty Simpson. I, I would say Ty Simpson is probably going to catch up to him. But apparently Tyler Buckner has just as much of a chance to be that guy to take the, the role yeah. as Ty So And I haven't you know. looked into – I will be the first one to say, like, I have not looked into Tyler Buckner a lot. I, I haven't. I don't think anyone just else has either. everybody has just said such high things about Ty Simpson. But we'll see what That's happens. Right. I'm still feeling good about my prediction. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I also, I want to push back on that just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Cause, and this may change. I, I, I may, I may like reevaluate and it may be different next week, but as of right now, as of week two, I, I like Tennessee's chances better against Alabama just because I think Tennessee has, has a similar play style as Texas. Okay, but we also didn't play Daniel Boone our second game. We played Texas. Like, but no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, and there's, there's a lot more that can be, this conversation could go like a million yeah. different ways, but, and this isn't, this isn't saying like, oh, we're two and no, we, no, Tennessee did not look good against Austin P. Mm-hmm. And I think, by the way, I do want to point out that Virginia this week, the team that Tennessee beat in week one, Virginia lost to James Madison. That's pretty bad. That, uh, That's really bad. bad. <laughs> Go ahead, Kay. Um, I, I do. I think. I think a lot of teams in week two mm-hmm. didn't look like they should usually against, uh, I guess, lower inferior like, opponents. Yeah, inferior mm-hmm. opponents. Yeah. Um, but. Um, I'm assuming, and I hope I'm assuming right, because I will be at the swamp next week when we when we play Florida. Oh boy! Um, I'm assuming that Tennessee is more focused. I'm assuming they were looking past Austin P. I didn't listen to the post game interview with with uh, or the press conference with uh, Milton, but um, some of the reporters had said that he implied that he was looking past Austin P. And fair. I'm hoping that, like, one, Josh Heupel's not going to pull out at the, his full playbook against. Okay, okay. I paused way too long. Hold up. Whoa, pause. <laughs> Josh Heupel is not going to use his entire playbook against <laughs> against a, a team that is not in the SEC. It's way too late to be doing this part. Yes, it is way too late. <laughs> way too late. Also, yes, our guys were not focused. But now that I've explained that a little more. I'm saying that I think Alabama is trying to go back to Nick Saban is trying to go back to the the old school one back run it yeah, down your throat the old school uh, offense old school yeah the team that he used to have that could work a lot better and probably would have worked better against Texas five years ago. Jace McClellan's but, a beast. We just don't have the offensive line for that. Yes. We just don't. And I'm but, and I'm okay with well, well, go ahead. Well, I thought you were done. Me, yeah, I was almost done. And then I'll let you I'll No, you're good. I thought you were done. Um but I think I think that style of play, I think it just doesn't match up well against Tennessee's style of play. So if Tennessee just was wasn't giving it everything that they had these first two weeks, and they come next week when 
they're more focused and they're playing against SEC teams. They just kick it in gear, and it's back to it's back to putting up 45, 50 points a game. And Alabama is still looking the same a few weeks from now as they were this past week. I don't think I, – I, I like Tennessee's chances, even if it is in Tuscaloosa. But like I said, that could change next week. Yeah. My only thing with that would be the way that they combat that is one controlling time of possession. You guys have the kind of offense if Joe Milton can make those passes, and this is not a shot. I'm just saying if receivers don't drop like they have been the first two games. Uh, to be fair, guys, Texas dropped a lot of passes. They too. did. They yeah. did. And I mean, obviously, Jalen Milrow missed a bunch of open, a bunch of open receivers. Yeah. So the biggest, I'm okay with that because Jason McClellan is a fantastic back. The only reason that I'm not okay with going back to that one back type of offense that they used to run. So we don't have the offensive line for that. Literally, our left tackle is a true freshman that was getting blistered all game against Texas. So if we do that, I would much rather run an option-style offense, start utilizing Joe Milton's legs, Joe Milton, Jalen Milrow's legs more to where you're not having him have to make those downfield passes, even though his deep ball to Jermaine Burton looked fantastic. Utilize his legs more. Like, don't give him so many plays where he has to make so many reads or, like, just right. out simplify things a little bit more. Run more of an option style offense. His feet is electric. What is his weakness? His, his pocket presence. He doesn't have that <laughs> clock to where he can switch that and get out of the pocket. So, Run simpler routes, like run the hypo offense, a lot of slants, but you have the opportunity to take those deep shots if the run game opens up. Like, you do have options that you can do to combat a UT-style offense where you have the possibility of that deep shot at any point. Like, I'm not saying that's y'all's entire offense, because yeah. y'all do have fantastic backs. I'm just saying... Alabama does have the type of backfield that can control the time of possession to where you can cut the game in half and cut possessions down from Tennessee. So I, that's how I feel. About my it. my only defense, and I I thought I one hundred percent thought that that's the the style that they were going to go with mm -hmm. because Jalen Miller that that's his biggest asset is his legs. Is mm -hmm. he like? Like he is electric when when he starts running with the ball, and it sounds like that he should have done that more in in the game against Texas. Um, but I will say the last time that somebody used that argument uh, with me as like as far as Thomas possession goes, Tennessee won forty four to six. It didn't work as what well. What team was that? Is he talking about Kentucky? Yes. I've. Yeah, time time of possession has never mattered to me. I wasn't the person making that argument. I yes, you were. No, I've never made a time of possession yes. argument. Yes, you, I, you I told said me. That, I said a style of play would be. You told me. I thought Kentucky was going to win the game, but I I have never used time of possession as an argument for any game but, in my life. But you said you said that what what Kentucky's going to try to do is they are going to try to run the ball, run the ball and kill as much time off the clock as they can. 
I said that they were to going keep Tennessee from 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 having the ball as much. They were going to run the ball, and they were that was the which is the way Kentucky <laughs> always wants to play, and they were going to do play action passes because apparently that's real football. I've, I've, quote, I, quote unquote. I've never said that. Either. I don't. No, really no, but Will Levis did. Did Will Levis say that? No. Will well, Levis. Was if he te- did, that was dumb. Will Levis took a shot at Tennessee and saying that Kentucky's style of play was real football, and that Tennessee's yeah. he didn't he didn't specifically say Tennessee, but he implied that Tennessee's style of play was yeah. That's a dumb thing to say. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I would. Anyway, time of possession doesn't, in my opinion, time of possession doesn't matter, um, because. Especially with this, with these level, with this level of college football, with teams like Alabama, they have enough depth that, like, if their defense keeps having to be sent out there over and over and over again, they've got enough depth to have that covered. It's not a big deal. So, time possession doesn't matter. Now, if you're playing against some of these smaller teams that don't have that depth, time possession can matter in those games. But these games, like Tennessee, Alabama. That doesn't matter. They've got the depth to cover that. Not a big deal. Anyway, we've got to we've got to move. We've got to wrap this up. We've been talking about Alabama offensive scheme for thirty minutes. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Uh, it was delighting in my misery tonight. Yes, it's been fantastic. Uh, but we are going to wrap up there. Typically, we on a on a recap show, we might talk about like the our bets that we had this past weekend. But just for time's sake, we're going to cut that. If you all want to hear that, you can listen to our last episode to see what bets we made. I don't think I hit anything this week, so don't. Anyway, I I didn't do good. Um, but anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. We will talk to you guys later this week to preview the next upcoming weekend for NFL and college football. Uh, does anybody? I don't even know if there's any like big college football games next weekend. Um, we'll preview Tennessee, Florida. Bro, I just said that's not a big game. Florida sucks. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee, prime time, seven p.m. It's on ESPN. That's that's great for you. It's not a big game, though. No. It's probably okay. It's probably the biggest game, maybe of the week. Maybe, yeah. Anyway. Even though Florida sucks, dude, dude. Florida always plays well against Tennessee. True. Their quarterback we'll, always we'll, has the game of his life we'll, against. We'll Tennessee. talk about it on Wednesday. We'll talk about it. All right. Okay. Fine. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you guys later this week if we're not canceled. See you guys later. Stay Bye. humble.